Bill yeah, Copper and Bob Dylan's The Band would come by. Anybody who was like playing in town or making an appearance somewhere, somehow they found out about us being up there and would show up. And it was great hanging out with them as just people too, not just, mm -hmm. you know, rock and roll stars. I mean, they were, you know, I mean, we didn't have the success then that they did, but it's, an, it's amazing. In, in a weird way, it all just feels like part of life, you know, but when I, when people ask me about them, I realize, you know, that they were, you know, these are special, amazing human beings that made their mark and we were standing right next to them, making our mark that just, you know, is now being seen. Today on the show, we celebrate Fanny, who are some of the true pioneers in rock and roll music. David Bowie quotes that Fanny is one of the most important bands in American rock history who has been buried and forgotten. We are joined on the show with Bobby Joe Hart, the director of the brand new documentary of the band's legacy titled Fanny the Right to Rock. And alongside with her, we're also with Bree Howard Darling, one of the founding members and drummer of the band. This is a great episode full of warm vibes and an absolutely legendary story. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Fanny. Hot Dogs, who are amazing and who have been supporting the film, for, you know, from its inception. And people can stream it throughout the festival across Canada. That's the thing. So um, it's not just like if you missed the screening, you can actually watch it tomorrow or the next day. Like once you buy your ticket, you have a limited time to watch it. Um, but yeah, it just started like at 10 a.m. this morning. You could actually click on the link on the hotdocs.ca website if you and Fanny the Right to Rock. And there's a little button you click on it and you can actually stream the film. I'm just like, ah, it's so exciting. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's real now. It's like yeah, in the physical for people. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I want one of those, Bobby Joe. I, I, I will give you some of these. Okay. I only printed two because I was like, oh, because I did this to like put on, you know, Facebook pages and things. But then I was at the copy shop when I printed the poster and I was like, oh, I want to print one of these too. So I will, I'll get you some. Oh, right. I like I it. hook you up. I hook you up, girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving the vibes today. <laughs> I needed this. It's, it's a rainy day in Toronto and it's just, oh, I don't no. know. You two are just kind of like some beaming light right now. It's just changing oh. the mood. I love it. Yay. Yeah. Woo. Loving the poster in the background too. That's Isn't awesome. Isn't that nice? Yeah, perfect placement, especially if you're going to do more media around this uh, film. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Thank yeah. You. So, so this morning I finally got to watch the film and I want to say like beyond just telling such a great story of just some unsung heroes in in rock history, the actual documentary itself was like, uh, I'm, I, I film stuff as well. And I just thought it was like done like masterful, how it felt like I was along the journey, even though like I've probably known Fanny for that hour and 45 minutes of that movie, it felt like I was just taken on the whole ride of like, just from the beginning to where they're at now. And yeah, I thought it was just so well done. So I'm so excited for people to get to see this and also get exposed to this, this great band as well. Yeah, Bobby Joe did an amazing, amazing job of telling a really, um, a, a, an old story now. I mean, old in, the, in, in that it started so long ago, but the story mm -hmm. is so new. And I just thought she did a masterful job at bringing to life, you know, what happened, 
um, including almost everything you can imagine. How'd you do that not being there, Bobby Joe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it's, we had so many, so many hours of footage, 130, 40, 50. I just kind of shut down at one point. I didn't want to know how many hours of footage we had to go through, whether it was archives or what we shot. And, and it's just, you know, ultimately it's just like trying to, find the heartbeat of the band as best I can in an hour and a half. It's impossible to tell their whole story. I mean, they deserve like a series, you know, like, uh, you know, Bridgeton, but Fanny-esque, you know, like uh, they just, they are any kind, like they deserve a whole series, seriously. Um, or uh, yeah, because there's so much to tell. There's so much to tell. And so to me, I think the film is like a, it's like a Spanish tapa, you know, demasiado. It's like too much to do in one film. So you have to, you know, you gotta do more. You gotta, you gotta follow, you know, look at the YouTube links, look at, you know, there's a Fanny Rocks podcast. I mean, Bree's, uh, you know, the Fanny Walk the Earth website. I mean, Bree, you know, Bree has got a new Facebook page for like the fifth album that came out. And like, there's so many things that Fanny gals are doing and, you know, June wrote a book, you know, uh, this, that I, it's, it's this thick, man. I wow. mean, it's this thick and there's, there's all kinds of other little things bubbling, you know, that I hear might be happening as well. But like, all I know is for this film, it's, 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 to me, it's an homage, you know, and it's, it's a conversation starter. It's like, okay. I mean, they need to be in the rock and roll hall of fame. Let's just put it 100%. out there. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I mean, the fact that, less than 8% of women are in there. It's not that they don't exist, man. I mean, there's so many women rocking out there back then and maybe they didn't get known to the masses at the time. And there's still so many women rocking out now, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, like Bria, thinking of the band, The Warning from Mexico, you met the three sisters that are like kick-ass rocking and there's so, you know, that, that are literally rocking out just like, and, and, and Fanny, they're standing on the shoulders of Fanny. And so we have to go backwards in order to go forwards, you know, to understand where we are, we have to understand where we've been. And that's, you know, Brie is, and June and Jean and Alice and Nikki. I mean, that's <laughs> the part of- the bus, awesome. How do you like that bus, Brie? That is awesome, it's I love cute. that bus. <laughs> You may not see it. I don't know if we're doing audio for this. Uh, actually, actually, most people do listen to the audio, but I started uh, I started putting these on YouTube as well. So oh, okay, uh, yeah. okay, good. So do it. Put this, it on. This this will this will uh, grab. This is my nomad land retirement plan. I'm gonna be like coming to see you, Bree, in my little <laughs> van. <laughs> it's adorable. Actually, it's even so cool about uh, the movie too. It kind of like uh, will take like people who are like into like the newer scenes of rock and roll and like kind of take them back and even um show how things were back in the day like uh especially like the band fanny having to deal with certain overcoming like certain things like with racism and sexuality and those are like really heavy themes from the past and the world is not perfect now but you can really see how things have changed and and uh, even just women in music are a little more accepted, and it's um, it's it, it's it's really like such a, a like a, a time capsule of you telling like the early days and having like Fanny be kind of like the guide of 
because you get like Bree, you were there on the front lines with all the the guys there too, like some of the biggest legends in like in rock and roll. And uh, yeah, I feel really lucky to have worked with a lot of people. Um, yeah, things worked out. You know, things worked out good, but it was still tough. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I didn't realize it at the time. You know, I was so naive. I just took every opportunity that I could get. But sometimes now I look back and I think to myself, you know why didn't I get to do that? Or why was that so difficult? Why did I struggle so hard with some of the guys in the band? It, it was, and I, I get it more now, but at the time I was just so in love and enthusiastic without the, with the opportunity to play and do my thing. And it was embraced by some and not accepted by others. And I was just lucky that in the long run, I got to do all those wonderful records and tour with all those great people yeah learn more yeah definitely and probably just that mindset too like you were like in the the moment just focused on like let's just make some kick-ass music let's do it on stage repeat over and over and uh that's probably what made the music so good like your focus was on there and like you mentioned like maybe like some other things that were going on were kind of a blind eye yeah it it wasn't like it happened immediately like i would be rehearsing with with in in a situation that I was uh, hired for and the person who hired me was super enthusiastic loved me but some of the players were a little bit uh, you know that was but I didn't know it because I went in like enthusiastic and and now in hindsight you know this is a little heartbreaking because I had to adjust I had to adjust yeah um, anyway, but uh, yeah, a lot of different experiences, um, you know, both wonderful and amazing with great people, with some great people who weren't so nice, but I won't mention who they were. <laughs> and just, you know, a, a world of experience and I'm a lucky, I'm a lucky woman. Yeah. Do, do you still remember like uh, the day you you met like Jean and June uh, back in the day? Or? Absolutely. It's yeah. I can recall that I know what they were wearing. I know what Jean's bangs look like. I know what June was, I, I absolutely remember the exact moment I met them. I thought they were these goddesses because I'm little and they're so tall to me anyway. <laughs> and so they were so beautiful and so cool. And I, you know, it yeah. was, what a, what a great thing to have transpired our meeting. Yeah, definitely. It's like one of those things that sparks in like, uh, creates magic for the rest of your life you know and life that's right we would not be sitting here right now talking had i not met them Mm -hmm. yeah it's a beautiful thing and even uh for all of you to reunite like more recently and still make music it's uh that that moment near the end was like kind of making me emotional because like like i I mentioned I, i wasn't familiar with the band but like um to with the way Bobby told the story, I'm going through all these, these ups and downs of the journey with you guys. And I'm like, halfway through the movie, I'm like, oh, Bree's not in the van anymore. She's awesome. And then later for you to come back and connect with them too. It's just like, kind of like heartwarming. And even, um, yeah, cheers. (laughs) I'm I'm so happy to uh, be able to discover you. And um, even like, that's what's so important about this movie too because uh yeah it's it's just great music and it needs to be heard like and and we ain't done yet yeah 
That's the best thing about it. Yeah. That's it. We're just getting warmed up. Honey. Yeah. <laughs> I also I also thought it was great too. Um, that uh, with the with the, the the latest album, you've even incorporated like a lot of other past members of the band, like for different like gang vocal like. I had every- to, I had to have that. It didn't feel right to do even though it was called Fanny Walk the Earth, it was a, a Fanny reincarnation, you know, with June Jean and me of sorts. And I, it had to be with, with Patty and with Alice. And that was just one of my favorite things that happened. And I wish Nikki were, you know, somewhere available, but she's chosen not to, but hey, there's a little bit of mystique. I'm not giving up on her yet. Yeah. Where, hi, Nikki, wherever you are, we're thinking yeah. of you. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. You know, she, you know, to this day, she's still as talented or more. And she was a, I don't know if I can say this. She was motherfucking good at what she did, man. She was, she was a master. She could play, she could sing, she could write. Um, yeah. So she yeah. should, I wish she was included in this but it ain't over i just i just feel like it ain't over well and 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 she is included so but not necessarily in the way that you might think she is everybody but she is in there and you definitely feel nikki's vibe and you feel alice's vibe and patty's vibe and jean june brie and then all these other amazing women that not only came on board to support the new album um but also all these music icons that just like as soon as they found out there was a film happening about fanny whether it's bonnie Raider, joe elliott or charles neville or kathy valentine from the go-go's or or kate pierce and the b-52s or earl slick david bowie's guitarist gail ann dorsey bowie's bassist i mean all these people just you know, were like oh yeah oh yeah i'll totally yeah, you and know, of course uh, later on, it's like I thought to myself, there were some more people, but you know, it was like everything was just coming at us. I mean, I wish I would have known what Gene Simmons had to say. Being signed with Fanny as Casablanca's first artist, we were the oh, first wow. one signed there, and I'm sure they must have had their opinions. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to invite them on a panel at a film festival. That would be so awesome. That'd be really, really uh-huh. cool. Even it's crazy. Hi, Gene, are you yeah. listening? Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> we'll send it to him. I don't think he listens to this show, but... <laughs> hey, we'll he should. Him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, too, it's it's cool, like, um, just, like, going back to that time period of you guys, like, playing and being so influ- influential to um, people like the B-52s and Go-Go's and even just being in the thick of the scene earlier than that to the point where it's just like all your peers are turning into like these what are considered like rock gods and everything and just being able to be in the thick of that and uh to know they also like had that admiration for you guys but just kind of like the way like the music industry kind of sometimes seems like a lottery too and in in ways it's not even based on talent per se because you listen to fanny's music from back then you're like like this morning i was like blown away (laughs) i started getting it all on my spotify and stuff like you ladies like really like just shred and it's not just a gimmick like a girl band it's like you listen to the music and like you don't even think about like sex race (laughs) age anything it's just 
it's just really, really good. And yeah, you know, I never felt like we were a girly band. Mm-hmm. We're not a girly band. I mean, and, and, and I don't well, and you're that. a self form. That's an important thing to know to remember too is that these gals came back together in high school. You know, there were, you know, there was Jean, June, Bree, there were other gals that were part of the, you know, uh, Svelts as well and, and the, the and toured with them. And they, the, all these young women were coming together self-formed. There was no male producer putting them together saying, you know, and nothing against any bands that were put together by a male producer. But the fact is, is like, I, when I look back at all the articles and things written about the band and, and, and just, they could have gone so much deeper about, you know, like, their tone of the, their instrument or Brie, the way she played and Alice played, you know, drums. And there could have been such more depth to the journalism and asking deeper questions about the music that went beyond how does it feel like to be a girl playing a musical instrument? Like what the fuck, you know, like how does it feel Gene Simmons to sing as a guy with a penis, you know, yeah, I like, mean, I'm sorry. Like, that? what is <laughs> that? They'd be like, what the hell? You can, you can bleep that out. Sorry. If you oh, it's all good. There's, word, this, this is all on word or P word or sorry, kids at home. <laughs> yeah. Penis is just yeah, part of the body. It is. It's natural. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's one thing that like, uh, I was impressed when I saw the Go-Go's documentary because I didn't know that they got together to learn how to play to become a band, which I admire that they weren't put together, but we already played. Mm, Yeah. We didn't come together as girlfriends to, to make that happen. We didn't know that you could, like they knew that they wanted to be a band because bands were out there and there were women bands out there, you know, us, um, the Runaways. But we didn't do, we didn't have a model in mind. We just happened to play and that became a big part of our bond. And we met other women as well that that, they already played. Nobody had to learn on the job. Um, Well, and and how did you, I mean, you guys were literally putting up, I mean, there were, there were signs, you know, looking for a drummer, looking for this, like, you know, little handwritten signs. Um, Right. I mean, tell me about that, Brie, because, you know. That was a little bit later on. I think that was. Um, I, I but think how that, did you discover Jean and June? Because we don't, we don't talk about that specific thing in the film. So it's a little, you know. Yeah, that's why extra. I kind of mentioned uh, earlier. It's like, do you remember meeting them? It's like the little like uh, yeah, mystery no, had, there. My very first band was with this local Folsom band. And it was this prodigy kid guitar player Cliff Maurer and he we knew he had the cool band in Folsom and something happened and he needed a drummer so he came to audition my brother you know and he was 12 this guy so he came with his mom and that's when they discovered me well the, you know Folsom of Sacramento only had so many managers and bands because it was kind of a small scene and there was a uh, uh, after after that band the keynotes uh, fell apart my boyfriend at the time, who became my husband and who is my daughter's father, he um, signed up with Dick Leventon to join a band called the Psychics. And Dick Leventon at the time was managing Fanny, or excuse me, the Svelts. Mm, yeah. So I had. So yeah, for people listening, that was pre-Fanny, like. Uh, way pre-Fanny. Yeah. yeah. Way, 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 like three yeah. years. Pre-Fanny. Yeah, and that, and that was the name you guys were before Fanny as well, right? The Spelts, uh, yeah. Well, there were different names, like there was yeah. Spelts, and we there was also Wild Honey, which is not necessarily mentioned in the film because, you know, we had 
there's so much depth to this freaking story that we couldn't say everything. And that's probably like one of my most heartbreaking moments is these moments that are on the cutting room floor because, you know, but ultimately, you know, again, it's, it's, it's like a tap up, you know, and Brie, so this, I mean, Brie just telling this element of it is so great. So yeah. continue, continue, Brie, sorry, let me interrupt. Yeah. We met through a mutual manager and Dick Levinton and, um, and also, too, I think my mom saw an article in the local paper about these two Filipina girls. And of course, she was so, so proud. Um, she showed me that, but I, I didn't think much of it at the time because I think they were a folk act. And I was already playing rock and roll. I was, you know, doing animal songs and the zombies or whatever. Yeah. And, but when we met, um, we did do we did do Motown songs, we did R&B, we did soul music. It was funky and it was exciting. And, and it, I, I you know, hate to say things like it was meant to be, but just that there happened to be a guitar player, a bass player and a drummer living it within 15, 20 miles of each other, looking for each other and that we found each other. It completed and the puzzle there. It's bizarre, you know, that we happen to be both um, Mestiza, which is mixed Filipino-European, um, just that. Yeah, that's that too is amazing. The same age. Yeah. Weird, right? Mm -hmm. And kick-ass musicians that were, you know, <laughs> what yeah. the heck? Yeah, it, it's oh, even it's beyond the, the music too, like just as people too, you going through different struggles of being a, a Filipina and like just racism at the time too as it showed in the movie like just problems with like different bo like boyfriends parents and it just seems like I don't know like it, it is kind of mystical or cosmic how you all met together it's just and um and like you mentioned bass guitar drummer and then bam like the puzzles together of like the special unit of of women who it's obviously you have like a bond for the rest of your life with, with all these women that, that, that didn't, you know, um, uh, get, get part of the story, didn't ha get to mention, but there were, there were a few more, you know, well, like, you know, uh, Wendy Hawes is in the film, you know. Kathy was, Carter. Uh, she's half Mexican, you know, it was like more ma racial mix. And we were like, of course, Wendy and I were born on the same day and we were also, we stayed friends for forever as well, but but just the oddness of it and the coolness of it. And for, for me to be a part of this and Bobby Joe, for you having the chutzpah and the get up and go to not only be willing to tell this story, but all the hard work you put into it and the magic you made happen uh, on screen. When I saw that, I just was like, I'm so happy for our story to be told in such a, a beautiful, amazing way in the short time that it, you know, that it plays. And I don't know, I think you should take some of that film and continue the story. <laughs> I, I would love to. And it's, it's really been, you know, as all the films I've done over the last 25 years since I started documentary filmmaking, it's a, it's a real labor of love and it's been really, and all but all of my films have been about girls and women. I mean, my last film was Rebels on Point, all male drag ballet company, Le Ballet Trocadero. So, but it's like all 
different kinds of identity too. You know, we all belong just like that Statue of Liberty behind us in the poster, you know, she represents anybody, you know, like, and everybody, you know, we all belong, you know, we mm -hmm. all belong in this world. And, you know, so it's important too, that I recognize a team behind me too. You know, yeah. I mean, Literally, my my main camera person, um, DOP Claire Sanford. You know, my editor Catherine Legault, who also worked with me in my last film, edited Rebels on Point. Um, there's Kara Blake, who was a, did this incredible animation. Naomi Tur, who also was another DOP, worked on the film. Um, and then these executive producers too, like Catherine Buck, um, her and her husband Glenn. Like, after and I called when I found out that Fanny was getting together to do a new album, you know, Fanny bandmates, Jean, June and Brie were getting together to Fanny walk the earth. I only had like three weeks notice when I found out this was actually happening. I was at the women's March in DC with my daughter after Trump was elected and she cried. So I needed to give her some hope. So we went down to DC and we were there and we saw Madonna on stage and there's June behind Madonna with some phone or something. And I hadn't talked to her in like six months. because I was finishing a previous film. And then, I get a hold of her and she's like, oh yeah, in three weeks we're getting together to do a new rock album. And I, I've been kind of waiting for something with the modern day, like a present forward momentum art to intercut with the backstory. And there it was. And Catherine Buck, you know, said, you know, how much do you need to, you know, go down there and, you know, and cut a demo. And I was like, I don't know, like 15 grand or something, I guess. And she's like, here you go. And like, ah, nice. you know, it was like, you know, so my first exec producer there, and there's Catherine Bainbridge, who's also an executive producer for different reasons. You know, she directed the award-winning film Rumble about First Nations contributions to music that won at Sundance. And she stayed at my house and we stayed up all night, you know, just talking music, talking women, talking story arc and Ina Fitchman and, and uh, you know, Ann Pick, you know, who gave me my first chance to direct in Toronto with this little TV series that, you know, not little, it was a big TV series years ago, Carol Smith Country Live. And I got to direct an episode on soap making in Vermont. And Anne is an award-winning, incredible filmmaker herself, but she's also a story editor on the film. So like, there's just all these different women that are have helped be part of this um, collective energy for this film to happen. And men too, my husband's a co-producer, Robbie Hart. Uh, you know, there's just, you know, there's so many people involved. I can't name all of you today. You know, Daniel Toussaint who did some original music uh, and sound mix and Digital Cut Montreal, Patrick, all you guys. Like, it's just been this incredible collective energy and, you know, I, I'm sorry I can't name everybody here in this one episode, but I wish I could of, of this because you're all so important. You know, my mom said when I was a kid, you know, surround yourself by people who help you grow. And from Brie and all the other Fanny bandmates and everyone who was involved to everyone behind the scenes in the film and on screen, I, to my daughter, my 16 year old daughter, if it wasn't me looking for that a tailored guitar for her on that website. I wouldn't have discovered Fanny five years ago. So it's oh, like, wow. you know, it's, it's all these little serendipitous moments as Brie says, and it continues. I mean, uh, like literally Fanny, I mean, Go-Go's or uh, Tina Turner, I think is the number one right now for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think in the fan vote right now. And I think Go-Go's are number three right now. And come on, I, Tina. Go Tina and <laughs> yeah. go Go-Go's, you know, go Go-Go's, yeah. you know, even though they followed Fanny, like they had, they, they worked their asses off too, you know? And, and so 
more women in there the merrier and and next year is like you know i hope 2022 is fanny's year um in the rock and roll hall of fame and and i appreciate you shining a light on them just you know and and you're a young man and you're you know it's, you get it i love that no it's it's cool and like um that's what's what's amazing about this movie too i feel like a lot of people are gonna get exposed to fanny for the first time and at the end of the day, it's just great fucking music, you know, <laughs> excuse yeah, my cool. language, but it, it really does rock. And it, and uh, kind of like I mentioned, it's like so strange. Some like with like the music industry, sometimes it's not always about um, like them pushing the best music. They'll have other agendas or whatever, but now it's like, I don't know. It's the time. It's the time. It's like, like uh, the quote by Bowie at the beginning is like one of the most important uh, American rock bands has been buried, but you guys are digging it up, you know, and like you're, you got a platform now where you can show people, you know, this is what was going on back then. You might not know, but it's well, and at the end of that quote, like I literally, because when I saw that quote, I was just an excerpt from that quote, but actually what it is, it's a, it's Rolling Stone magazine, December, 1999. It was their millennial issue. And the last issue of the century for heaven's sakes. And they had from Martin Scorsese to all these people in that issue. And they asked them to, to, to give a time capsule, you know, to close out the century. And David Bowie chose in 1999 to talk about Fanny. That's what he talked about in his time capsule. And then at the last line of the time capsule, and I found that copy on eBay so I could read it myself. And, you know, his last line, revivify Fanny and I will feel that my work is done. And so here's to you, David, for being such a visionary that you've always been and to continue to be, even though you're, you know, you're dancing and singing with the angels now, but you know, uh, let's do it. Let's, 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 let's give David Bowie his request. Let's revivify Fanny and let's get them in the rock and roll hall of fame. Just saying. I love it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And even like, uh, I kind of want to go back in time a bit too, in the story too. There was some, some moments I was just very fascinated with, uh, especially, uh, when you guys were talking about, uh, specifically Fanny Hill, which, uh, it reminds me of my college street, just a bunch of debauchery people with instruments, just like. It was just like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and then some, it's like you got Mick Jagger coming by and like, like, like I mentioned, you guys are like part of the scene too. It's just kind of like a magical thing. And, uh, and Bill yeah, Copper can... and Bob Dylan's The Band would come by. Anybody who was like playing in town or making an appearance somewhere, somehow they found out about us being up there and would show up, you know, uh, and it was great hanging out with them as just people too, not just, Mm -hmm. you know, rock and roll stars. I mean, they were, you know, I mean, we didn't have the success then that they did, but Little Feet were our peers. They were at the same level we were when we were, when we knew them. So, um, all, you know, just, yeah, it's an, it's amazing in, in a weird way. It all just feels like part of life, you know, but when I, when people ask me about them, I realize, you know, that they were, you know, these are special, amazing human beings that made their mark. And we were standing right next to them, making our mark that just, you know, is now being seen. Yeah, definitely. And it, it kind of, I got the vibe that like your, your, your house with all like the ladies and the instruments and everything that was kind of like 
a hangout hub for everybody in a way where it was people just wanted to probably wanted to live there. You, you probably wake up, people are sleeping on the floor and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bonnie Ray lived in our basement for a while. And I was there rehearsing in the living room with another band and somebody saw her record, her newly uh, released record uh, out laying around as they picked it up and went, wow, this is supposed to be a really great record. She walks up out of the basement, all like, just shallow. <laughs> Good morning. Blown away. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and as June says in the film, like, it's like, it was a sorority, but with amps, with electric guitars, with drum kits. I mean, these were, you know, young women, you know, were you guys even 20 yet? I mean, they, no. they were late teenagers. I mean, wow. they were teenagers. And, you know, I mean, this, yeah, Fanny Hill, uh, we don't touch on it in the trailer, um, but you'll have to see the film to learn about Fanny Hill. Yeah, and it's definitely. worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just seems like a, a place like anybody that age would want to live, you know, it's like yeah. a dream in a way. I mean, you think about that documentary, Echo in the Canyon, like Fanny was echoing in the canyon, you know, we at that time. Canyon, right at that yeah. time, the same people that are in uh, Echoes in the Canyon, you know, we went up there and jammed with those people and played with those people. It was the same time period. Exactly. So this is like, you know, everything, you, you know, Fanny, you didn't get them an Echo in the Canyon, but now you're going to get another part of the canyon that was rocking out at the same time, baby. Cool, cool. And yeah, even um, around that story arc too, it was uh, kind of the the moment where they kind of pushed you out of the, or the management pushed you out of the the band for a while, Brie. And uh, and uh, yeah, as I was watching the movie too, like I, I, at the beginning, I was gravitating towards like your energy and stuff. I'm like, I think Brie's like my favorite member of this band. Oh, and wow. Not, not knowing the, like the full circle moment of you coming back with the band, I had a, Oh, okay. I can cut this out. Like you're telling me. Oh, this yeah. just, but, oh no, uh, no. I, I was just like, cause it's like so hard to spoiler. know. Like what's spoiler. spoiler. Yeah, yeah. spoiler. But, or um, just like there was, there was, you know, breeze in and out to, you know, of the band and, uh, but, but continue what you were saying though. You're feeling yeah. sorry. Oh, it's, it's all good. But, um, I was just gonna, gonna say, it was just like, at that moment I was just like, damn, like she's gone. Like, and then it was like kind of a beautiful thing of like, everything going in full circle and and like there's no like heart feelings between like all of you together and even to then some where it's like you're picking all the members from like the past to be on like the latest album it, whether it's just like for a vocal part or whatever I I just there's something just so cool about it and it just kind of um puts the legacy all together like this puzzle in a way it's, it's I'm glad awesome. it happened you know yeah. that that happened with the help of Patty Quattro because I called Patty and Alice being Fanny members. And Patty said, Hey, I know Kathy Valentine. And I thought, well, well okay. And uh, I knew the Bengals because I was uh, on IRS records with them, uh, with another group called American girls. And then uh, Patty also knew Cherie Curry. So yeah, it made sense. And I didn't know, you know, I don't know where the, the, the idea didn't come out for any other reason, except for that I wanted to share the opportunity to have all the women we could 
who have contributed so much to not only Fanny, but to women and women musicians to be there and, and be in their glory. You know, Genya Raven was around way in the early days. Um, it, it, that just felt so right to me. So thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate it. You know, that something I did was good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, there's, there's just something really magical about like that, like where everything that happened over time kind of all came together more recently and it spans from like like 40 years of just history and to ha to be able to connect again and have that moment there's so, that's just that's just beautiful to me yeah and i and i got to say i think it's like 50 years right yeah yeah, yeah. We were 16 when we met oh it's 50 plus now who's <laughs> <laughs> <It was> down <laughs> but, that's the, but that's the thing too is like there's if only if less than eight percent of women are inductees in the rock and roll hall of fame now i mean just think about that less than eight percent and there's a lot of room there to, to, to level the playing field in terms of recognizing more women in rock and roll. Um, and so I just say like the more the merrier, you know, get Tina Turner yeah. in this year, get Go-Go's mm -hmm. in there this year, get Fanny in next year. And then we've got Genya Raven, we've got all, you know, like Golding the Gingerbreads, like there's so many other bands too that we could probably mention that are just like different times, different, you know, groundbreaking moments and yeah. they should all be in there, you know, mm -hmm. and like, just even the discovery that really rock and roll was kind of invented by a woman, not necessarily Elvis, just saying. <laughs> yeah. What would you say about that, Brie? I would say um, I have heard the the, the, the the women that were the inspirations for a lot of things. And I need to get more educated on that because I know more about my period in time but man there were some women that were doing it you know there was a lot of women doing a lot of things artistic that were behind the scenes that didn't get the acknowledgement you know mm, yeah in so many ways so you know hopefully that will come to light and that'll be part of our education is I mean art is a big part of who we are in this country you know we're the ones that you know create you know I think I, I hate to say that create rock and roll there we go so because women you know history is written by the victors and right. so women need to more think more like winners not winners in a way that we're climbing over people but winners that our voices are important hence the poster too like not just a smile like the mona lisa but yelling being proud and you know about what we have to say and so for example you know rock and roll was bred between the church and the nightclubs and the soul of a queer black woman in the 1940s named Sister Rosetta Tharp. She was there before Elvis, Little Richard and Johnny Cash swiveled that, the, their hips and strummed their guitars. So, you know, the godmother of rock and roll. So the fact that she was written out, yeah. She was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall. He's inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, finally. But if you ask the average person, do they realize that Elvis, and he's, he said that in varied interviews, how inspired he was. And many men talked about how inspired they were by her sound, by her rocking out. And so it's, we have to rewrite history. It's just like also my daughter going to high school and reading about First Nations history in, in Quebec, you know, where I live in the, the province of Quebec. And they just like 
you know, in the classes, like they just kind of talk very briefly about residential schools, you know, but that was like, that was genocide of First Nations people. I mean, we're standing on indigenous land here, folks, and we're living on, we're, we're living on their land. Right. And so those history books need to be rewritten. We need yeah. to be, so, you know, it's, 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 it's important in terms of this film as another step in that direction of rewriting history, correcting um, history that in a way that isn't being mean to anybody, but it's, 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 it's rewriting it in a way that it is correcting yeah. what was written. It's just kind of bringing, uh, bringing the truth to light, just yeah, uh, what, what, what actually all. happened. And like, like you mentioned the whole Elvis thing where lots of people assume he have invented it. It was kind of like, um, you got screen time. You got yeah, exactly. It was yeah. all marketing, and it was like uh, the suits agenda. You know, it's like this. Let's put this handsome boy in the front. He invented everything, and there's there's lots of moments like that too, like in in the music industry, even going on right now as well too. And well, it's important you say that in terms of the suits because the more women that are getting in, you know, becoming music producers, the more women that are, you know, becoming film producers and in decision-making places and whether it's fiction or documentary film or in music and the more women that we need to be lifting them up and, and women of color, queer women, all different identities in decision-making places, then you're going to see the diversity that America and the world is. Yeah, actually, I, I really, I really want to tell you about this band who I had on the show. Uh, they're from the UK and they're called uh, Dream Nails, and um, it's a bunch of women, same attitude, punk band, uh, all girls, but um, their whole like vibe is just kind of um, just really like really like empowering towards women to the point of when they do a live show, it's uh, only women and non-binary people in the front of the, the room. And it's just like nothing against men, but this is our space. This is us now. This is our yeah. moment to just rock and just celebrate being women and stuff like that. And yeah, and, and it's wicked. And even like, uh, it's, uh, it's almost like when I was watching the film Fanny, it was reminding me of them too, because it's they're not on the radio or whatever, and they're doing something really special in the underground. And there's like little like things of like people who do have like some pull in the industry, like seeing it happen. Like uh, for example, uh, the guitar player from Rage Against the Machine saw them was like, oh my God, I'm such a fan of this. You know, it's like, right. why, why isn't this like exploding even more? But uh, yeah, just watching the documentary, uh, was reminding me of them, but almost like a modern version of, of Fanny. Wow. Well, I, I would I would love to see a lot of these young women, um, binary, all identities, to cover Fanny's songs. Yeah, that'd and be put awesome. them up on YouTube, and I will connect them to the Fanny film page, our YouTube page. Like, like let's start. You know, all these young women out there. You know, the the warning in Mexico, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, you know, they're 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 have a pop leading, but they're you know three sisters that are rocking out, and there's so many out there, different bands. You know, Jackknife Stiletto. You saw Annie Stoic in the film. You know, she's under you know Joan Jett's uh, Blackheart Records label. Like. 
you know, even Joe Elliott, Joe Elliott from Def Leppard during the interview, he said that he would love to, to cover a Fanny song on, on, on one of the, their future albums or in a concert. So like all you young women out there, like however you identify, they, she, you know, cover a Fanny song. Let's all like, we want to be inclusive. So cover a song and, and I would send it to us on the Facebook page, Fanny Right to Rock Facebook page or, um, we're on Twitter or on Instagram and, and I would love to share it, you know, on our YouTube page, et cetera, um, to raise awareness about what you're doing out there too. So yeah. this is a call to, to all you up and coming musicians out there too. I love Let's it. Let's go ladies. I, lo I love the community building is just strength yeah. and numbers, you know, and yeah. I'd love make, to hear make how some... they cover your songs too. Yeah. You know? Make some noise, you know, <laughs> like that's awesome. Literally. Yeah. Especially like I think uh, people who do watch this film, they're going to be very inspired. Um, it's uh, I can't say it enough. It's just such a beautiful story. And I'm so happy uh, you, you all put this together, too. So even it's uh, like I mentioned, I wasn't exposed to to Fanny until this week. And it's almost like, oh, my God, like, where has this been? Like, I, I feel like I've been under the rock, a rock and just like missing out on just really great music and, and talents and pioneers and all that. It's just so great that it's happening now. I mean, better late than never. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be exciting, Brie. You know, it's like you said, like, like 50 years of just putting your heart and soul into like you, you just lived it. And then it's like, now people are getting to see these. Yeah. Their, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. There, there, there's, there's not a lot of uh, video of, of the version of Fanny that I was in. There's a lot of press and a lot of pictures but, um, it, it, you know, it, it, everything I've done is like, I, I look at it through different eyes, you know, but this was from the beginning and it is nice to, to, for it to be recognized. And it's kind of making me look back at my whole uh, career. You know, people are sending me clips from, I just got a clip from a movie, Bobby Joe. I wish I would have showed this to you because it was a movie about, a punk band in LA and not being taken seriously by a man. And, uh, but some, somebody ripped a clip for, from it for me and, and they're just sending me clips of different performances and there's something kind of nice. I haven't spent a lot of time looking back, you oh, know, yeah. all in my head, all the experiences, all the wonderful things, all the learning that I did by everything I've done is all there. But, and so now I get the opportunity to kind of look back at things and go, wow, you know, and, and learn something new. Yeah, yeah. And who knows where it's gonna take you from here, girl. I, uh, I know it's taking me somewhere because I know I have thoughts in my head and, and inspiring ideas and concepts and things that I wonder that are, happened because of the film and happened because of my reuniting with the women and these are important things. Like I write about real things that happen. I write about life. So they're um, inspiring. The, all these things that are happening now are they're just food for expression. Yeah. And that's in the song on the new album that Brie wrote, Lured, um, that was the, the single, the first single release from the, the album, Fanny Walk the Earth. I mean, all the songs are great on the album, but that, it just totally rocks out. You know, I'm not starving, but I'm kind of hungry. My heart beats. I'm not exactly dying. Kind of living is kind of dying. I don't feel like singing. I'm not flatlining. I still got a pulse. 
not flying, not good enough. I mean, I know all the freaking words to the song, the whole album. And, you know, Brie, tell them where that song inspired because it just says so much to anybody that might've gotten a little stuck, you know? And, you know, it's such a relevant song. You know, where, where that song came from was, um, I, we have a student, my husband and I, my husband, Dave, Dave Darling, produced the Fanny Walk the Earth record. And he produces a lot of uh, records here. He does a lot of the work in our studio in the back. And I would be sitting here and some of the artists coming through, you know, to get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or use the bathroom or whatever. And I'd watch them and I was really happy for them because there was a lot of women. And, but then I started feeling like, well, wait a minute, I, I write, I sing, what am I not valid anymore? And I started thinking, you know, I'm not done. Mm -hmm. the, the Dave, when we got the record deal, um, Dave gave me a track to write to. And that song came out all in, you know, I mean, it had to be tweaked a little bit here and there, but that just fell out of my brain and went right to paper because it was exactly how I felt, you know? Oh, my magic but something's missing and that's not and that's that I, I i'm not doing what i love and now i have an opportunity so fucking watch out man yeah i love that spirit yeah it's like i can feel the fire of you like just saying that too do you do you find like um some of the oh, best wait, but, but before you go on, on about those the other songs though is kirk passage from blue alone records deserves a big massive shout out here too because he was a fan of Fanny back in the day, you know, and he, he reached out to them, you know, connected with them to give them the, the new rock record deal. And I have to say hats off to him because he's, he's making a statement through Blue Lawn Records of like women, yes. um, well, all artists as they get older, but especially women have value and, 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 and they're priceless, you know, not just, it's not, it was not token. He, he really was incredibly behind the band for this album. So like, you know, I, I just witnessed it. It was really beautiful to see. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be awesome being there too, front lines, seeing the magic happen as well. Like, yeah, Kirk is an amazing guy and I'm grateful to him for him and Dave being the riverifiers mm -hmm. of, of Fanny. Hi, Dave. <laughs> of, 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 the, of us getting together and being able to do it and do a good job, you know. Kirk was totally supportive. Dave was right there making some magic happen with us. and Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and to go back to like... Uh, kind of like all that passionate stuff you were saying about that last song Bria. Uh, I was gonna ask him do you find like some of the best stuff comes out almost unconsciously like when you're just got like a certain feeling or whatever I've uh I've got many friends who are artists and like from musicians to comedians and sometimes they'll like focus so hard like okay I want to try to write something like this and put it in a box and those usually aren't yeah, the special right ones now. and like the music that comes out is like the stuff that's like almost unconscious. It's like there you know, in the moment. Like you're absolutely right. That's how it works for me. Um, and and I think what you have to what I do is like my radar is always going on for something that somebody says or somebody does that I relate to. Mm. You know, that's and there's I have a couple of ideas right now that I think you know 
I, they make me happy because they're real. They're about what, oh, there's the album. Yeah. For, for the people uh, on the YouTube, you can see uh, they got the new album. Fanny walks the earth <laughs> or walk the earth. Vinyl is so cool because it's got pictures from before and, and pictures, you know, after. And But um, but yeah, you're absolutely right, Sean. I think some of the best things that have come out are from, from real experiences and those tend to fall out. And like I said, they need tweaking a little bit, but the, all the idea comes out. Cause I look at those lyrics now and I think to myself, well, you know, that's really saying what I meant, you know? Mm, and, yeah. and people related to it and loved it, loved the way it felt. And I think they loved the statement that I am not done. You know, I think that's the, the main thing. And that doesn't come across just because you're older, but maybe you've had a failure, you know, or yeah. a step back. That doesn't mean you're done. If mm -hmm. you don't do it, get back out there and do it. And, you know, all sorts of things can get in your way. Um, other people making comments like with Fanny, you know, in the mm -hmm. early days, uh, both, you know, racially or, or um, because we were women playing rock and roll, or for me, because I was a, a young mother, that was tough. That was an extra little hurdle I had to jump over. Um, but anything, don't let anything stop you. Look at how freaking hard Bobby Joe works. I mean, you, mm. you make me crazy with raising a family and doing what you're doing at the level you're doing it and how hard and just, doggedly going forward constantly. I think that's probably one of the reasons why I like Lord. I mean, I also love like one of the, well, the earlier, earlier Fanny songs like Blind Alley, you know, which say, or there's so many Fanny songs that I love over the years. And, but like, you know, determination and resilience, I think is a through line through all of my films, you know, girls, young women that do not give up, you know? And I say to my 16 year old daughter, who's 16 now, um, you know, failure is an essential ingredient to success. Failure is not just something that happens to people, bad luck. Failure is essential to success. But the, the key little point here is that you got to get back up. Yeah. When you no, fail, you got to dust yourself off and you got to try again. And if you don't keep trying, you're not going to get that success, but you're going to have to fail a lot of times. And to me, Lord is about... In, in a lot, you know, just, it's like not, because she says, I'm not flatlining. I still have a pulse. Like I'm not done yet. So whatever age you are, maybe you're going through some, some depression. You could be a younger person. You've had a failure, some of your first failures in life. And you need some, some strength to get back up. So to me, that song, like my daughter listens to it and it helps her get through exam. That's great. I'm weak or like just keep, you know, keep having motivation to, to pick yourself back up, you know, and, and, and especially during this pandemic, you know, we all need something to help pick us up and help us, you know, keep moving forward and not give up, you know? Yeah, so well said. And even yeah. like, I always say too, like sometimes the best lesson is a really good mistake. And it just depends on what you do in that moment. Like some people, they see failure as stepping backwards, but you can actually fail forward. <laughs> I know I, I've made so many mistakes, but, but uh, yeah, just like what you're both saying too is very uh, inspira or inspirational. Some to of her. the greats, I guess, like, what was it? Uh, 
was it uh, Michael Jordan and, and Babe Ruth? Mm -hmm. They missed more than they hit. But yeah. man, when they hit, you know, um, I would love to be, you know, uh, keep swinging about more women, you know, who have done, who can yes. say that they've, they've faced failure and felt right enough to take that as experience and move forward and not let that's a really good point of more examples of women that yeah. have overcome failure i mean they're out there and they're coming around but you know growing up i think we've been socialized i know i was socialized more with the the the, the man's stories the male perspective on failure or success than the women's and so this is again it's trying to fill in missing history her story um and in a, in a positive way and um there's more to be done so if it can inspire someone to write that book or do that film or write that play or write that song about you know women Hey, Brie, maybe that's a new, well, Lord is kind of like that. Like, just don't give up, keep going. You know, it's never too late to pick yourself back up and do something meaningful for yourself. Yeah. Every, everybody the has the, everybody has the right to rock and that's beyond music. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Perfect, perfect title. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, oh, it's, it's so fun to just hang and pick your brain about this movie. Like, especially since I watched it so recently i feel energized by it and i'm i'm really excited for other people to see this and i love your enthusiasm sean me too thank oh, you sean i'm happy you, you guys are time. excited to talk to me too today like this is awesome too. uh you never know going into these things because like, i know like you're, you guys are probably going to be doing a lot of media around this and and everything but uh i really really appreciate you guys uh spending the time with me and i wish i could keep you for another three hours selfishly but <laughs> you know I, you just gotta get us back <laughs> okay okay yeah. that's it because um you're I, welcome I do, to get us back as we're touring around anytime yeah i do love doing follow-ups on the shows with past guests like I, I usually like check in like yearly too and it's uh almost my like for me bobby i tried to do the film documentary thing way too much work for me so I can do these little audio documentaries here, one hour, bang. Bobby Joe is doing a great job. Yeah, thank, thank you, Bree. But uh, but yeah. Well, and speaking of this, I actually have a call in a couple minutes, which has to do with a particular festival where we're hoping to get back, get together, Bree. Wink, wink. So I'm talking with them in two minutes. So. This will be announced soon, folks. But um, but but in the meantime, in the secret will be revealed soon, and you're all gonna you know be very excited, I'm sure about it. Um, but in the meantime, please, everyone across Canada, please watch the film. I hope you enjoy it. Fanny, the right to rock, hotdogs.ca, and on May fifth, this really awesome pocket concert with Bree and other bandmates from Fanny, Jean, June, um, Alice, uh, Nikki, not sure, but you know, and then there's all of the kind of little special guests in there. So pocket concert on May 5th. So if you go to the Fanny film page on hotdocs.ca on May 5th, a ma magically a little button will appear and you just click on it and you for free, you're gonna get to watch this amazing Fanny pocket concert. And if you watch the film itself, which you can watch throughout the festival starting now, um, there is a Q&A uh, that I did after that's 
that you can see that's pre-recorded. And also, please, if you love the film, vote Audience Choice Award for Hot Dogs. You know, that we would really appreciate that. That would mean more than anything to know that the audience appreciates the film. So so thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Bree. Oh, thank you, ladies. And I, I got to run to this next interview thing. Yeah, zoom out. I'm going to get this out as <laughs> soon as possible so people can get to... Uh, get to hear all this and uh, be able to uh, go check check it out the film like this week so yeah thank you Sean right. thank you so much for your your enthusiasm and your wonderfulness yeah back at you you ladies rock all right keep doing your you thing too. I'm, I'm excited to see what's around the corner bye, bye thank you everybody Thank you everybody for watching this episode featuring Fanny. Remember to check out Fanny, The Right to Rock, amazing documentary. But before we go, I want to give a quick thanks to all the people who support the show. First up, our co-producer, Jeremy Hopkin of Hopkin Design, and all the rest of you absolute legends on the Patreon, Ola Mizuka of Sonic Fold, Ryan Watkins of Ryan Radio, Pat Maloney, Ryan Campbell, Daniel Sun, Drew Stewart, Devin Staple, and Francis Coffer, aka my mom. Love y'all. See you next time. Yeah.